Hi, this is Colin Power from Into Infinity, and today we're going to be talking about prime numbers. <coughs> Let me start again. Hi, this is Colin from Into Infinity, and today we're going to be talking about prime number 2D space, 2D prime number space. Yeah, and uh, you probably um, have heard of prime numbers; they're at the centre of mathematics. But um, in fourth dimension, they don't work anymore. Fourth number, you know, the the, the fourth dimension of numbers. Uh, no algebra works, and it also means then that no prime number uh, works either because actually any prime number divided by one or itself will equal the same number as any other number divided by any other number. That's just the way fourth dimensional mathematics works. But it does provide us with a signature for these uh, primes. And um, But what I'd like to do today is just talk about it in a more general geometric perspective. Yeah. So uh, f- a few uh, presentations back, we talked about the number E. And the E triangle, you can have a little refresher on that. So we're going to start with the concept of a triangle today um, as a prime number. Yeah, number three. That's it. Prime number three. Um, you could say that we, there is a prime number two before that. Uh, but prime number two, what it's going to do is going to, it's going to take out all of those even numbers, isn't it? Yeah. So if we translate that into, into a shape form, you know, the square wouldn't be in there. The... Uh, the hexagons not in there you know none of those regular shapes are in there um but things like the pentagon would be his number five and the heptagon which is the seven-sided shape also is contained in there so we'll look at those first three prime numbers as shapes yeah and so what we're going to do is we're going to look at the triangle first let's draw a triangle equilateral triangle and what we're going to try and do is let's lay the abc on the corners and what we want to do is we want to see like we want to travel in space right yeah and what we can do is we can say um uh, we can go A or B. We've got an option, haven't we? Yeah. Just like when we in a prime, when we whenever we go into you know uh, non non-zero time space, um, you know all of the numbers equal the same thing, but they dissolve into two numbers. All numbers will dissolve into two numbers depending on what our time function is. And it's that dissolving of that numbers into two numbers uh, that's quite an interesting phenomena. So let's call that A and you know uh, B and C option. Yeah. From A, we're going to go to B or C, um, and we can go back up the the number line, or we can. If we pick, you know, B, let's say the larger number, we're going to be going, we can take that and run it through the same process and go down through the number line. And if we take the smaller number, uh, we can resolve back to our original number. So let's have a think about that as an option. So it's like, yes, an A and B option, isn't it? And if we stick ourselves on the corner of a triangle there, at position A, uh, what we can see is if we go to A or B, we only have those options there. And that's because you can't cross a triangle. You know, if you, if you think about a triangle, it's actually got a dot at its center. And if you draw a dot at its center and, and draw lines out towards the, cor- the corner points, what you see is actually is that it's an imbalanced shape, really. Um, you know, the hexagon, two triangles make a hexagon, and that's, uh, that's, a, that's an even shape. And that's where we get the number six. Um, six is very important in uh, normal mathematics for prime numbers, pl- six plus or minus one. Uh, can find a lot of prime numbers that way. And uh, there's a lot of proofs on all that stuff. But we're going to be talking more fourth dimension and two dimension today. Particularly two dimension of prime numbers. So um, so we've got this triangle, we've got the dot at the centre and the AB is all, all there. Yeah. So what we notice, let, let's go out now and let's go up and change to prime number five. And we're going to draw a pentagon. Yeah. And what we can do is now we've got A, B, C, D, E, uh, we've got five options, haven't we? Yeah, and um, that's taken us a little bit further. But what we could say is, if we looked at the numbers, um, let's say we start at A, yeah, and if we look, what's going to happen is, if we go to A to B, that's or uh, it's going to be a similar sort of movement, isn't it, to the uh, option of the triangle, isn't it? Yeah, you could even go that. You can see there's a triangle at the top of that pentagon. 
Yeah, and and E then would be on the other side. So what we've done is rather than go A B C, we went A B E. Yeah, we just changed the the lumbers, haven't we? Yeah, but it's still a triangle. It's squished itself a little bit, hasn't it? Yeah, and so we get the golden ratio out of all of that. Uh, but then what happens is if we imagine ourselves at point A at the top, we get uh, C, the option C, um, now moves, doesn't it? Yeah, and it crosses uh, it crosses the pentagon in a different kind of way. And it actually does cross. You can cross the pentagon, yeah. But it doesn't cross it evenly like the square, which would create a, a dot at the center. We go into that inverse geometry. Instead, it actually creates a shape. It's a, it's a smaller upside-down pentagon. And if we chose our option, well, it would be AA in the triangle, wouldn't it, yeah? But um, in, in the pentagon, it's um, AD, yeah? So you see what I'm saying? Because it's number four, so going back around in a circle. And this time, it's crossing... The center on the other side yeah and actually so what we've got there is cd now make the option don't they ab and a uh, from the triangle and also we've got be also making an option from the triangle four options now just like fourth dimensional math yeah um and so four options there and what we've noticed is that you know uh we've created a dot on the first instance with a triangle and on the second instance there'll be a pentagon and that pentagon is smaller and inverted so everyone's got that brilliant so let's move up onto the heptagon, the uh, seven-sided shape. And now you can see, you know, what happens is the process just continues, isn't it? We've got, uh, uh, now we've got three options, you know, zero to the power of three. Uh, that's right, not just um, not just those two options now. Yep. And what we're happening is, uh, when we go down to the, you know, we've got A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I. Yeah, uh, I, aren't we, yeah? Let's do that. A, B, C, D. E F G Sorry, not I G G, that's alright, my pentagon was a bit wobbly Okay, so up to G Big G there And uh, the big G we have um, We have we have uh, options Then we have three options We can go A to B uh, Or A to G That's one option, isn't it, yeah We can go down uh, We can go A to C A to F yeah, A will be C and F, yeah. And we can go down and we can go uh, A, B, C, D. A could go to D on one side and E on the other. So look, now we've got three triangles. So you see what's happening, yeah. The more we increase in odd numbers, the more that we have these options. These one, two, three now. We've got three options, haven't we, yeah? So seven creates three options uh, of triangle, yeah? So um, whereas before we only had two. Um, you can follow that process through and start to look at some of that code there. But what I want to point out there is that if you notice, well, let's let's take our option. Um, we can skip two now, and we can and we can go. Let's go A D A E, and um, that's a pattern. Uh, the same as we we can make a pentagon with that pattern, can't we? On the pentagon, we can go um, A C D. Yeah. Um, and that creates a nice little triangle, and that reflects around and becomes a nice pentagon, doesn't it? Yeah? You can see how that works. And this one can be the same. You can reflect it around uh, in the seven orientations and become, uh, I would say seven, actually. It depends because you've got clockwise and anti-clockwise, haven't you? Yeah, so you could say one, two, yeah, would make one, two, three, four, five, yeah? Points of the star, if you imagine A was a point of the star, yeah. So, um, we'll be on the pentagon, and seven we could go around, and A would be the point in each one of those seven points now. And what that does is, if you look at the, the actual shape, it, it forms a, a shape in the middle of it that actually is smaller, 
So what we're looking at here, we're looking at a number um, that uh, as it progresses, dot was the dot, wasn't it, from the triangle? And as it progresses to the five, that's the largest shape. And then every other letter, every other shape, your letter, could be a letter, couldn't it, yeah? Every other shape after that is going to be smaller. And so we know that all of prime number shapes, of the prime numbers that you know exist, are going to exist in the space between the dot at the centre of the triangle and the pentagon at the side at the centre of a uh, uh, you know, pen pentagonal function. Yeah. Yeah. So what we're seeing is, um, we're seeing phi, we're seeing the square root of 3, this is all to do with that stuff, and the function of a container for the infinite set of primes um, above the number five and it's that function and it's that that realization that allows you to sort of use that um, root five um, root three function two and well five function should we say um, to start to establish sort of uh, things like uh, you know to prime densities in a way yeah you can we can use that because we don't need to include those numbers now in the primes you can remove them and when we do that, what happens is we find, you know, all of the numbers that get removed from the infinite set, don't we? We find all of the numbers that end with 5 have gone. All of the numbers that end with 0 have gone, you know, obviously because of the number 2. So all of the even numbers have gone. And so actually we're only left with four types of number that can possibly be prime. And they can only end up with the numbers uh, 1, 3, uh, 7, or nine, and that's it. Yeah. So, with, if we only have four numbers at the end of the primes there to work with, we can understand that decoding just four numbers out of the base ten, um, we can we can work with that because we know the gaps between those numbers, and that means we can really start to unravel, you know, uh, base uh, prime number codes in, in new kinds of ways and see it in, as, as a, a two-dimensional thing that can in turn be mapped on a fourth-dimensional vector. So, uh, think, uh, so um, that's a little bit on two-dimensional primes uh, today, and I hope that's been interesting for people. Um, prime numbers is obviously very important in, in terms of mathematics, and you know, just because it, the, the law is not applicable in fourth dimension, it, just has a, it doesn't mean it's not true, it just means it has a different, different um, approach, and you have to approach it through uh, the geometry of the triangle and the pentagon. So thank you very much for everything, and um, we'll catch up with you shortly. Uh, my name's been Colin Power. Uh, if you want to find out more, you can go to intoinfinity.com, uh, where we have loads more information on all of this stuff. In the meantime, have a great week, and uh, you, my name's Colin Power. You guys are awesome, and we'll see you again soon. Bye.